All right, welcome to a very special episode of the Sip Pop Writers Room. Uh, I got a review for you, Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And I brought along with me, May. Hello, hello. May, real quick, before we get started, uh, you want to throw out some social media stuff so people could follow you as opposed to waiting to the end of spoiler talk people might not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think, honestly, the main place to keep up with me is Letterboxd. I post there very regularly, and I'm just May Ellen on there. And on, on Twitter, I'm May Ellen Media as well. I... I look at it but i am not active on it so if you just want to see some things that i've tweeted every now and then that's there and um i will respond to you if you message me <laughs> sure well we have to talk about dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh oh yeah today. so um i by the way i asked may on um you know a big movie like this um i really wanted to get a different element of something that i might normally do so um I really wanted the the horror movie element of this, and May is one of our horror aficionados, part of Sif Pop, and it just helped that you happened to be on recently to talk about this movie before it came out. So absolutely, yeah. I'm so that's why May, very glad. Um, and you know, it, there's not really a reason why I have to explain, but I'm like, I specifically picked her. So, uh, Thank you. yeah. Uh, let's see. I think uh, we're going to talk very briefly, non-spoilery, and then we're going to get into spoilers. First, your synops. I, I don't want to say it's, it's Doctor Strange 2. Come on. Um, yeah. And Multiverse is in some... the title. So Doctor Strange sequel Multiverse. So um, shenanigans going on with some magical stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. And we and if we, we talked about a lot of the people that are in roles here um, on the attraction. We've already done all this not that long ago, too. So uh, let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, May, first, I'm going to ask you um if you like it love it hate it dislike it or think it's just okay i loved it thought it was awesome nice uh i what think on the low side i liked it um, oh no <laughs> i know maybe maybe like firmly and liked it i don't know i just i go back and forth as i think about this movie and we're really doing this a disservice uh, we're recording um early friday evening and uh, we both saw this last night so Mm-hmm. Uh, opening night so I, I feel like it's a disservice because i feel like this is one that i really need to see two three times before i can like accurately assess how i feel but i feel like mm-hmm. this is also good because like we can talk and process through uh, our feelings about it feel. yeah yeah so um there's not only a lot here but it like it needs a lot to process as well yes yeah that's a very very fair thing to say mm-hmm. uh is you know concerning all of this so um okay so let's talk about um your very brief thoughts uh completely spoiler free on why you loved it. yeah um i one of the big reasons i'm a huge fan of a comic book is because i love how big they can go i love how silly they are i love how much they can do while also retaining a character aspect so for me i was just looking for the balance of all those things, the fun magic, the great character work. And I feel like this just lived up to that for me while also giving me some incredibly memorable scenes and moments. And I just loved watching it. It was great to watch in the theater. Okay, cool. Uh, I saw this in IMAX opening night, and this is one of those um, go see in IMAX kind of movies. Uh, Definitely. I really enjoyed uh, my experience. I really um, loved watching this on the biggest screen with the best sound system in the game. Uh, yeah, so I, um, I think it's just one of those things that I thought the movie did really well in some things and I thought it did really poorly in some things. And so it's kind of like there are moments that I love and there are things that I love, but there are also things that I'm not sure about that. So, um, it's just a mixed bag for me and that's why I'm like close to the low side. I love, like it, but maybe, maybe right in like, I, I give it a four out of five, but like, I, that's, that's a, pretty I, rating. Think, I think it's i think it's generous like for what i'm thinking you know i i don't you know i i think that's <laughs> yeah I, I would say generous for what i'm actually thinking but um but yeah I, I don't know i feel like there's enough of the craft here that i can give it at least an extra half of a star but um but i'm also looking at like some of my other ratings i'm like no that, that falls about right there so um, nice yeah, so that's some of the things that I'm looking into. So um, real quick, before we move on, um, I want to know, mm-hmm. like before we talk to the spoiler thoughts, because um, I just want to get right into it. Um, right. I want to know, where does this rank in the MCU for you? Well, I can't do, obviously, just remember all of them and rank them in perfect order here. But um, I think, I don't think it's the highest tier, but I think it's it's definitely higher than like mid-level for me. I, I like, I think it's about like in the 25th percentile kind of thing, the top 25th percentile for me. Okay. It's around where I feel. As we are talking about this, I'm updating my uh, MCU list on Letterboxd. So um, I wound up going, now I included all the, the TV shows as well uh, in my Letterboxd. The ones nice. That they allow. Uh, 
it, it wound up being 21 for um but again like it still gave it a four out of five like it's yeah it, you know 21 I, I have it above thor eternals the first spider-man incredible hulk iron man 2 like uh, like all that but like below you know black panther and guardians of the galaxy like you know it's just like well, there's so many like yeah it's worth noting that like me and you are big mcu fans so yes, like that is worth noting yeah um, like we like the mcu so if you're looking for a perspective here that's like you know man the mcu it's just it's take it over cinema or whatever you're not gonna find that here. <laughs> let me let me tell you something that really annoyed me is there is somebody that i follow on twitter um that i really love half the tweets that they put out and i really hate half the tweets they put out um <laughs> and 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 there's just somebody that is just you know part of the thing is they're bashing the mcu oh, fine if you have issues with the mcu i don't have issues with you fine you're allowed to have this but then like but like there are more things that in more issues in hollywood than just the mcu um yeah, oh, yeah. Than, other than them being successful and making money and so like then don't go opening night to see this movie and of course i also follow this person on letterboxd and so they went opening night and it's like guys like <laughs> If you, you you can't complain about it and then go see it opening night, like that's not how this works. <laughs> it's like so you're complaining uh, and you're supporting them with your wallet. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. and I get there's like FOMO and all that. Maybe it's because you know of of the Sam Raimi aspect, or because this one looked different, or because they had a really big uh, affinity for the first Doctor Strange. Which I do as well. Um, I prefer the first one over this one, um, but I I think because uh, that one ranked like 13 for me. Uh, I love love that one. Uh, but, it, but yeah, but it's just like if you if you want to be a hater, that's fine. But then, like, be consistent with your hating, and uh, you know. And I know there's a lot of people, including some Civ pop writers, that are that are mid, and like that's totally fine. You're allowed to not be a fanboy. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, totally. And and you can still go opening night, and that's cool. You know, just as long. So, like, uh, let's let's um, dive in. I agree with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into spoiler thoughts real quick, and uh, definitely uh, not real quick, but uh, whatever. But uh, real quick, is there anything else that you want to say uh, briefly before we do that? Um. I just, yeah, uh, I feel like it's worth noting that if you're kind of on the fence here, if you like Sam Raimi and you're curious, I think it's fair to say this is one of the MCUist movies that has ever MCU'd. So if you think this might sway you or you're kind of unsure about it, I don't think this will sway you. It's mm. it's really hard into both the elements that people don't like about the MCU, but in my opinion, also what the fans of it really like about the MCU in a few different ways in both cases. So sure, I just wanted to... I just wanted to put that out there. So this, if you're on the fence and you're not a fan, eh, maybe wait till Disney plus. I uh, just want to say that if you are considering seeing this movie with your family, uh, watch it before you take your kids to this movie, because I don't know how this movie isn't rated R. Um, yeah, it, I, it, it rides that line, man. Yeah. I was surprised with a few choices they made. And like, I get it. Like they don't really show like some things as aggressively as they can like Deadpool, but it's about as close as it gets. And, um, I wonder if maybe we'll talk about this later. I wonder if maybe that's the reason why Scott Derrickson left is he wanted to dive in. If you want me to make a horror film, let me make a horror film, not mm-hmm. a PG 13 horror film. Um, and I, I wonder, but I wonder if it's more the, the multiverse MCU stuff, as opposed to making more of a straightforward Dr. Strange, um, sequel, you know, Dr. Strange versus Mordo. Uh, I wonder, um, I, I I'm sure Scott will talk about it on Twitter because he's a very, um, I appreciate it. But, um, I think I heard his two had like nightmare as the villain and all that. So, uh, yeah, I I'm not positive uh, on that. I can't confirm, but yeah, um, no but but I just say like there were definitely mo- moments where I would like just down the aisle for me. There was a couple of I would say probably eight and ten year olds um, that obviously came accompanied by a, a group of parents. And my showing was six fifteen, and it got done at like eight thirty ish. I'm thinking like these kids got to go to bed like pretty soon after this. And there's some imagery in there that would give me nightmares. So like, oh yeah, I, I I'm just I'm just saying like if you're one of those people that has kids that are thinking about taking your kids to this, this is a horror film. Um, this is more Evil Dead Sam Raimi than Spider Man. So like, hundred percent agree. Just just know that I would highly 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 recommend you see this. And it's not even for like you know like you know, like lots of cleavage or like language or anything like that like it's a very tame movie in terms of that kind of stuff but it's just like there's a character that's covered in blood for most of the um oh and yeah there is disturbing frightening images of zombies so uh to for mm-hmm. like, for a vague term of what's going on so just um, dead folk yeah dead folk yes, yes. uh 
So let's talk about spoilers then. So here's your official warning. If you haven't seen this movie yet, you should really stay away because we're going to spoil anything, anything about this movie. Uh, and then come back here after it's done. But just know that, that May loved the movie and I liked it um, a, a, a good enough amount. And uh, I, I think let's let's talk about... Um, so we're kicking off spoilers. So final warning. Mm-hmm. I think I want to start with saying the reason, the biggest reason why I think I'm in liked it as opposed to love it is just, I think I need to adjust because it really felt like when they announced this movie that this was the next like Avengers, uh, that this was going to be, you know, the next like Avengers level threat because they talk about, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to have Doctor Strange and it's going to have Wanda and then you just yeah. have multiverse. It's like, this really feels like they're kicking off uh, or really like, like kind of setting up for like the finale of phase four kind of like civil war did and Mm -hmm. civil war is distinctly a captain america movie and distinctly a avengers infinity war prequel yeah and i feel like that's ultimately the the same with what's going on here but i just felt like it was supposed to be a lot more grand in terms of scale and i know Mm -hmm. like this is still a grand movie in scale because we're talking about multiversal travel and a being that has the power to end all of the multiverses uh and all that but like i just i just feel like it it was to me marketed as like the next Avengers, um, and or and, and again, I don't even think the trailers necessarily express that. It was just like everything else about it. Um, yeah, just felt I mean, like this is the next big, big, big thing, and it's it's just not like it. In the same way that Civil War is a Captain America sequel, this is this is definitively a Doctor Strange two. Oh yeah, as well as a One Division sequel, and it's just the two of them, and. That's mm-hmm. kind of it, like, and kind of along with marketing too, like, and with where the MCU has gone, like, this has nothing to do with Spider-Man Home, which really shocked me, like, not even a little bit. Other than so, like a little mention at the very beginning that didn't but, matter, but yeah. that's just a mention of like I, I've done a multiverse thing, but it's like it's, they don't do the multiverse in the same way. There's it's all not different, yeah. Interactions with any other iterations of the multiverse. There's not, yeah. It, it, Doctor Strange isn't controlling the multiverse, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it had literally nothing to do with Spider-Man. So, yeah, um, I, I think initially this was supposed to come out before Spider-Man, and that just kind of makes it a was, little bit yeah. more sense because. In this movie, you could have this be Doctor Strange is introduced to the multiverse, and then he feels like he can tamper with it in Spider-Man. Like, it just makes a little bit more sense if narratively they're flipped, but whatever. I'm not Kevin Feige, and and for good reason, I'm not in charge of the MCU. I I both agree and disagree with what you just said, I think. Mm -hmm. So, like... In terms of what you just said, I agree with all that. I think it there is a tiny advantage, though, in terms of Strange's character arc in this and the way that he's presented in No Way Home to okay. him in this. Because, like, you know, the entire point of Strange, a cor- a pretty much across his entire run, is that he's this guy that's, like, so big picture, he's probably willing to sacrifice a little more than he should. He's probably mm-hmm. willing to go farther than he should. And do you really see that in No Way Home by him, like, fighting spider-man at many points and like saying like you know we've got to kill these guys i guess <laughs> you know and so putting that like version of strange from that to here where he has to really come to face the idea that like you know maybe he's not always right and i think that's really interesting i think that's why character wise it makes sense but i think you are right maybe narratively it could have been a little bit better handled it's look that's just a small nitpick but um well, but yeah, yeah it was it was more so just i feel like uh, this is def- definitively a Doctor Strange sequel and a WandaVision sequel, and that's totally fine. I think I was just expecting something More. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially it, it, just, it just kind of feels like the America Chavez character is kind of thrown in there because. Oh, um, uh, no. I mean, <laughs> okay. she, she's the MacGuffin. I'll give you that. She's yes, absolutely yeah. the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I loved I loved that she was in it. It was just like, it, it just kind of felt like you could have set that up in, you know, in another way. Or again, if this is, strangest first encounter with the multiverse it's fine if she's just kind of thrown in there and then and then that would be a way that um could have uh, like him experiment with the multiverse later in spider-man because maybe now he knows how to access it or whatever to me this like screamed america's gonna get a disney plus show next phase (laughs) i mean yeah probably it screamed that to me and like cool i mean she's a cool character yeah and giving her the the, uh, the aspect of like she has no idea what she can do yet or how to do it I think that's interesting, especially like over the course of a show. So yeah, I think um, especially like in terms of like a kid learning what they're doing, that and Captain Marvel, I think could be a, not Captain Marvel, sorry, Miss Marvel. Sure. I think that'll be an interesting I'd dynamic. Be sub- anyway. Especially like I, now that you say that, like, I think I would really like to see these two together. 
um you know maybe like season two of miss marvel like that like that would be fun kind of like uh it, i mean it would get a feel kind of uh no never mind. um but yeah it would, it would almost feel like the new avengers i was gonna say it would feel like heroes for higher oh, not, yeah. not even a little bit but yeah it would feel yeah. like <laughs> you know you, you have those two and then you have your Haley steinfield as uh, uh kate bishop right. like yeah you got you got your young avengers you know get that that would be really fun i like that a lot yeah yeah, because I thought I thought the person playing America Chavez was was fine. It was just she wasn't given much to do at all. Um, very true. Very true. Um, I mean, it, and kind of to a point, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but again, it was just this is for sure Doctor Strange and Wanda's. Film. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so let's talk about them. How do you think they did? Let's start with uh, Doctor Strange, the titular character. I I loved his representation in this, and to me, I feel like when I watch a comic character, if I've read them, and I have read Doctor Strange, if I've read them. The only thing I really care about, like comic accurate accuracy is like, I care about to a point, but like, I really want to feel that the person who's making it loves the character. Mm. And I really got that here. I got that Sam Raimi loves the aspect of Doctor Strange and he loves the idea of challenging that character, which he's known for in his Spider-Man films. And like you see not only in the way that he like acts, but in like all the spells that he casts and all these things like that. It's all so vivid and silly and goofy, but also occasionally scary and psychedelic. It's mm-hmm. just like, he's so fully dove into every aspect of that character. And Benny, Benny Cumberbatch, of course, I, I, I really like his performance in these movies. I think he has a necessary stuck upness, but also like a, but also like just like a genuine, like earnestness of worrying about this grand scale stuff that I think he balances quite well. So yeah, I there's, think they did him great, yeah. There's a really interesting thing going on with him where, like, it, it was interesting. It's interesting because I've been hearing people saying that he's not great in the movie, and I'm like, I don't, we must have watched something different, because I think he is great. Uh, I, I think he's not not so great as the alternate versions of Strange, because he doesn't separate it enough. And kind of to the movie's point, because they say we're all the same, and of course by that he means every single version of is in love with you. Yep. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel McAdams, but um, which Christine, you saw more of you, yeah, Christine so, Palmer, yeah. But uh, but like it's it, it's interesting to me to see, especially because like I love Benedict Cumberbatch cast Cumberbatch casts. I think he loves playing the role. Um, mm-hmm. I think he has since the beginning, and it just kind of felt like in the first Doctor Strange, it was kind of like, oh, he's just Tony Stark with magic, and that's kind of true. But like he, they were introducing him, um, and mm-hmm. and then it was just like I feel like kind of at his peak was the Infinity War version. Um, Love you know, him in that movie. Like I, th- I feel like that's his best. Um, and he, t- I, I remember saying, I don't, I don't think he really cares about being in Spider Man all that much. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that he like. There was moments that I thought he was fine, but a lot of it just felt like he was kind of reeling it in, and you know just very having a, the slightest bit of fun but you know did, yeah, not, he's he's the catalyst of that movie he doesn't need to like do that but i i understand what you're saying i mean yeah he's not like the most memorable part of that movie right well but and, and he's just he's good in this movie I, again i think that the I other versions this, yeah. of him are are he's not necessarily doing anything spectacular but he's He's really good as Stephen Strange, and it feels like they've kind of been able to sense, like, branch away from just he's Tony Stark with magic to where he's, like, actually a fleshed-out character with real experiences and real emotions, and uh, we've gotten some history with him, and, like, we're still continuing to unravel some of that history, like where he mentions yeah. the sister. The sister, to the, right. To the I love that scene, yeah. That was great. So, yeah, like, it's just... Like I think he's he's good. He's always been good. He, I think he enjoy, he loves doing the role, and I think I, I I just got the feeling the whole time that this movie is why he signed on to play Doctor Strange because he's like you know the stuff that was going on in the first one is like yes this is new and this is groundbreaking and I love to see where it goes and it's like this is where it can go and I I just oh, yeah. I just I just you'll get giddy about thinking that he's. He's giddy about this role, um, especially yeah. like just where it can go next. And I don't know if the third Doctor Strange movie is going to be another horror movie or if it's going to be uh, more of a like visceral mind bending thriller like the first one was. I, I, I kind of hope they keep this horror out, especially I, especially just where things go and whatnot. You know, and I like uh, sort of the gravitas that the character has because they deal with some of the most like intricate stuff like the dark oh yeah (laughs) Um, oh yeah you know like exposure to lots of darkness this movie wasn't terribly funny um like it doesn't seem to try to be either no it doesn't try to be either so like it kind of gets the freedom to break free from that and has has a couple of moments that are funny but for the most part is like no no no, we're we're here to terrify you and it worked i was scared frequently (laughs) so yeah is that being a worthy segue into like wanda in this movie who Mm -hmm. is the villain which surprised me like 
we all knew that she was in a rough spot after WandaVision and all that. I was thinking like when she was first introduced as a villain in the movie, I was like, okay, they're going to do a bit where like, you know, she did all this to America Chavez and all that. But then like halfway through the movie, she's going to like go, oh my God, I did something wrong. And then they're going to fight a big old CGI demon monster or something. But or no, the, the dark Doctor Strange from the dark world. But yeah, right. Precisely. Yeah, and so I, I, I just assumed that was what, that was what was going to happen, but no, they really commit to her. And I think for the absolute better betterment of the film, I think her being like driven by clearly such a pure, like idea of just wanting to be with her kids is really genius. And also kind of really to me shows like why she was the perfect villain for this movie. It while during it, I was thinking the whole time, like Dr. Strange and Wanda are fairly similar. They, they are driven by, like at the end of the day impulse they're dealing with these huge ideas and the only reason wanda is on the wrong side here is because she's just fallen that way the only reason dr strange is on the right side is because he's just kind of fallen that way you know they're they're not as different as they'd like to think and i'd love that you hear that dr strange is basically doing the evil dr strange in this basically did the same thing that wanda is doing in this movie and so they are very capable of being each other and i thought that was kind of heartbreaking and especially when he chose to be better at the very end of this movie that's why that character arc really worked for me so wanda being the villain of this movie i think is super powerful and really well done yeah um i think this is the best elizabeth olsen's ever been i'm even as far willing to say is not just new but ever um I, I mean i haven't been exposed to too much of her work outside you know i've seen the first godzilla and um Check out uh, Ingrid Goes West is very good. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that one. I wanted to see it, but mm-hmm. um, and I um, and I saw the Spike Lee old boy um, for some reason. But oh um, no! <laughs> but like she she's a talented actress in oh yeah any the, in any of the films. But um, and I know that her Karen character has some in the MCU specific accent. But like I don't care. Like it's a movie. It, it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, and uh, it's a movie, and it's supposed to take place over years and years and years. So presumably she's winning that accent. She goes. <laughs> Um, you know, or the actress and, just didn't feel like doing it anymore, which I get that. I mean, that wasn't a really exaggerated accent in that well, first and, movie. And like, if you if this is something that bothers you, like, got like, I I get it, right? But also, it's like you're just thinking about this stuff too much. Um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> but no, she's she's spectacular. It's she's really good, and like, I thought she was phenomenal in Wandavision, and she is just on that same level, if not oh, even yeah. a little bit better. I mean, she's just. She's so good, uh, and it really feels like the first. I'm trying to think of the first like terrific MCU performance that we've seen since, at least in this phase, right? Um, I'd I'd put like Samuel Liu as Shang Chi in there personally. Sure, uh, I, 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 Oscar I, I, Isaac is Moon Knight. Is, I haven't seen Moon yet, so he um, is excellent in that show. Like truly, like well, and I'm, but I'm trying to think too. Like sure, like Samuel Liu is great as Shang Chi, but like he he's he's got a lot of like comedic roles and a lot of like action stylized stuff that he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. get to like act a lot okay um, i see what you mean so yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to also factor into that because yeah see movie's great and obviously tom holland is great as spider-man and sure he mm-hmm. can play the emotional well but i'm like this is just next level um you know uh i mean I unless, we can, unless we can count andrew garfield spider-man and <laughs> <in> that <way. laughs> but that's I mean, maybe just because i'm a stan right now and i watched the first episode of under the banner of heaven today so uh um, how was that it's super good um so yeah, oh, it's cool. um, I check it out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like it, I don't know. I'm just it, it, every time I think back of the MCU Phase Four, I just I keep on thinking of just being underwhelmed at this point. Like I understand why people aren't fans. And, like are are just like you know because Endgame was such a good hopping off point. And, yeah, and it's like then you follow it up with Black Widow, which is meh, and Shang Chi is great, uh, and mm-hmm. Eternals is meh, meh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Spider Man No Way Home is great. Yeah, and, to me Loki is fine and captain yeah. the winter soldier is bad and wandavision's terrific like so it's just like i, I get it i get it you know yeah well um, to be to be fair Olsen as well is though, just so stinking good in this yeah well to be fair as well though like the first phase of the mcu is probably the least consistent like you know you have iron man great incredible hulk yeah iron man 2 underrated but not great and then thor i think is great captain america the first avenger also great and it's but that one's also kind of divisive for people so i mean it's 
Sure. It's fairly inconsistent there too. Maybe they just need to find their footing again. Maybe, and I don't know. It just it again. It just kind of felt like everything after that first Avengers movie is leading towards Infinity War, and like that's cool. Uh, and it's just I'm wondering like what they're leading towards now. Um, you know, because it, it just feels like they're leading towards a million things. Because like there's the Illuminati here, and there's like oh we know oh, X Men yeah. Fantastic Four are coming soon, and we know. And, um, well, like, I mean, like we're, we're dealing with multiverse stuff now. And then let's also deal with the fact that like they're trying to set up secret invasion and all these other things. And I would be surprised if we don't see civil war too. Like, uh, we should, I'd love that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, it, it just, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit aimless right now. Um, but, well, but again, there was one singular focus for the most of the MCU. Yeah. And, and so. also an Inhumans kind of like reference in this movie as well, because Black Bolt is on the Illuminati and that was and he's the king of the Inhumans. So let's 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 go back to the main cast. I will get to the Inhumans soon. I promise. I, I, <laughs> okay, absolutely. Yes, 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 um, yes. I know I brought it up. Uh, Benedict Wong. But, oh, man. Um, I always wish I see more of him, but I always get why I don't. Mm. I I think he's very good. I think he's probably the funniest character in the movie. Would you yeah. say that's true? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those character actors that I feel like every time I see him, I'll like him. And it's just the same case here. I, I like the earnestness he brings when he needs to be earnest. I like the humor when he needs to be humorous. He's, he does the job well, and I say that in the absolute highest regard I can. Uh, I think he's just great for this role. Um, and I think they use him like the perfect amount in each of the movies he's been in where it's like, he's, he's not necessarily the lead and depending on the films he's in very little or a decent amount of, um, mm. you know, and, and even then like, it's just like, it makes sense too why, like he is the sorcerer Supreme here, but like, because he was knowledge so much before Dr. Strange and, um, you know, and then also, uh, I don't, I don't think Wong was blipped. Um, I know. I don't, Strange I don't believe was. so. I'm not positive on that, but either way, like if, if strange was dust snapped away, dusted, then sure. It would make sense that Wong would be Supreme. Cause I thought yeah. strange was an infinity war, but I don't. anyway, so it's just one of those things that like, it's just on the screen and you just kind of wonder like, we've spent so much time with Dr. Strange. Why isn't he Supreme? And then he does stuff like open the multiverse and with that stuff. And, You're like, uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, by, by the way, super, super side comment. But there's a moment where, um, there's a mention of the book that is like the, we'll give you whatever good to defeat. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, uh, you know, and it's just like it's in the book that you get when you're the source of supreme. And like Abby and I watched National Treasure two like four days ago, so oh. I just leaned over. I was like, "It's the president's secret book." <laughs> <laughs> it's the book of secrets. <laughs> yeah. So so Wong's fine. Uh, like like he's great in the role. Uh, he he felt kind of um, I don't want to say useless in the movie, but he he was very much like not ne- not in this film. Um, and and that kind of shown through. But again, like this was such a pure Doctor Strange sequel, and. Mm-hmm wandavision sequel that like literally everybody else is secondary and oh yeah i I don't i don't know that any of them are done well so uh so that leads to um uh the last two i have listed are just chiwetel ejiofor and rachel mcadams because they're the like returning characters from this universe um i want to i want to take this to lead to rachel mcadams just because like i don't think she was like wanting to come back after the first i think she had made some comments that was just like like i i don't really want to play this damsel in distress love interest that doesn't really have much to do anymore and fair like good uh yeah because that character is not needed anymore you know we can have strong characters that are important to plots and things like that and i i I feel like she read the script and and signed on because it was doing something different or maybe she had a contractual obligation i mean that's more likely but i mean but also like because of who they introduced in the credit scene because like that like mm -hmm. there's no need for that love interest anymore (laughs) (laughs) well and i guess it was just like I, I think I just wanted to see her have more of a role. And I think they tried to compensate by having her be the lead multiverse expert in earth, like eight, three. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it was like, it was fine. It was totally okay. But she, she's good. But it, like, like it's I like still seeing, just a waste of Rachel McAdams. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Like we like seeing Rachel McAdams, but we like, we also like seeing Rachel McAdams do things and we don't really see much of that. So, I mean, yeah. her red hair is absolutely it's, it's looking great but like other than that <laughs> yeah i mean this this film is just full of really attractive females i mean elizabeth olsen is i mean to me like the peak that she's ever looked uh and Rachel <laughs> Adams, like for real though like <laughs> i got you and uh and and, and no of course Rachel Adams is gorgeous so um no one's gonna fight you no one's gonna fight you on that one and then the chiwetel ejiofor like i think it was like nice to see him because he's such a good actor um also great I, hair in this movie also great hair in this movie for sure yeah i just i, I don't know i wonder 
he didn't necessarily feel needed <laughs> other yeah, than I guess like, maybe to see what's the world like if if Mordo was still good like if if Mordo was still around and Doctor Strange you know wasn't but yeah I have a question about that because like okay. in in this in this version of this universe he mentions like Doctor Strange mentions that he went crazy and tried to kill him is that me- meant that like in between one of these movies at some point he already defeated his version of Mordo I like to think oh like is she would tell Edgy for not coming back. Uh, I think he'll come back because this is the Earth eight three eight, not six one six. Yeah, I uh, I think because like Earth six one six, Doctor Strange mentioned he defeated his Mordo or something like that. Like this one went mad and tried to kill me or whatever. Oh, I and don't then, remember that. No, I I don't remember him saying anything like that. I thought he said something like we we aren't speaking, like we're not friends. Or, well, he says that definitely. Or but, like, like you're like, trying to kill me or something like that. Like maybe. I, Maybe I misheard. I didn't like, interpret know. that there was already something that had happened. But um, he's taking. But I also wonder. Like I feel like this is that that universe is supposed to be very similar to ours, except you know I think because we can assume that collective good forces eat Thanos. Like there was no snap. Um, like, yeah. I think we can maybe make that assumption because I think it shows them beating on uh, beating them on the they're planet. Ti- they're on Titan. Yeah, on Titan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, that means that there would have been no snap. So, like, if there is no five year, well, and Doctor Strange would have died there. It's uh... <laughs> oh, like, and it's a multiverse, so it could be oh yeah, just any number of things are different. But I mean, yeah. Mordo's Mordo's not a bad guy in his universe. Um, the Illuminati is skewed, but you understandably skewed. Yeah, um, and they are antagonists, but they're not they're not villains. And so Mordo's not even a villain in this, which was I don't know, interesting. And I, I'm I'm ready to see him just be full villain. Um, and yeah in whatever property he comes up in like let's get see tell edgy for to really flex those muscles he like he's an amazing actor so like get him get him in there and get him to like really flex those muscles i'd love to see that well let's talk about the illuminati since we've already mentioned them so we have oh, patrick, yeah. patrick stewart back as professor x we have yep. the reveal of john krasinski as uh reed richards we have uh, monica, monica rambo as captain marvel um and was we that, have was that uh, monica i thought wait hold on is a oh no it's her it's her, it's mom. her mom, yeah. It's her mom, yeah. yeah. Sorry, the other Rambo, um, Maria Rambo, Maria, yeah. Um, and then we have um, Blackagar the... Boltagon as yeah, Black, Black Bolt, Bolt. <laughs> and we have um, uh, I thought there was one other. Oh, more Peggy though, Carter. So. Oh yeah, Peggy Carter as Agent yeah Carter, as so. Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, in terms of just like there being a universe, that was the moment I was like, all right, they're committing to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like. So, like, as a comic book fan, I was like, all right, they're going for it. They're going full comic booky. I I kind of like that they put the Reed Richards thing to rest. Like, all right, people can shut up about John Krasinski now. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, but I liked that. I liked them. I thought they were really cool. I liked seeing all those characters. It's like, it's the first time we've seen all these corners of the Marvel Universe represented in the same place. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a mutant here. We have a Fantastic Four member here. We have mm-hmm. normal MCU, like Captain Marvel, Peggy Carter here. We have an Inhuman here. It was like, and we have the Sorcerer Supreme as well, and Mordo. And it was just like, so gratifying to like, see that. It was like, like DC's never had that problem because they've owned all their characters this whole time. So right. in Zack Snyder's Justice League, when all of them are together from all those different parts of that world, mm-hmm. it was very easy. So like, but like Marvel's had to build to this for over a decade and so many legal battles and stuff. So seeing that felt very personally satisfying to me yeah. in terms of the actual role in the movie. I think they're a very fun, um, essentially side note that I enjoyed in the same way that I enjoyed the X-Force and Deadpool 2. And oddly similar there they they reminded me of that especially with the way they're dispatched very quickly <laughs> i was gonna say because they all die immediately yeah which was awesome <laughs> i think i think it was really cool to see these things and again for it to not necessarily have any effect on our multiverse um, precisely yeah it's just a different thing so you can do whatever and it's fun and it's cool but it also just made me a little bit like uh, almost upset just because like i, I Look, I, I really don't think we're going to see Patrick Stewart as Professor X in Earth 616 unless they do something along the lines of saying that um, that like that the X-Men universe is KMC like just which is insane, <laughs> which yeah, that would be way too much to do and let you know, yeah. unless you. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but it's so like I, it was it was one of those that like that was just like it almost felt a little cheap for me in that way. But it, it's really nice to see Professor X back Patrick Stewart back as Professor X. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it was just, again, one of those that like, yeah. Um, uh, Look, I think the perfect way you introduce the X-Men is that you say that 
since you already have established Evan Peters as Ralph Boner, like you, <laughs> you have him be the actor that plays Quicksilver in Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. And so you have the X-Men movies as movies in the Avengers universe that could be based off of real people from the, let's say, 60s and 70s. Like, huh. That would be cool. Like that you could do that. And then you and then you can introduce Hugh Jackman as an actor and you can and you know and, and then and then you can't use anybody that's been in MCU canon, but they're not gonna use any of those people. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you just say the Patrick Stewart thing. Like I think that's the way that they should do it. Um I but, think they're probably just gonna do like there's a multiverse that exists where the X Men are real and so they're gonna like merge or something and then well, the, and there's this just exists now. There's no reason that that multiverse can't be the one that we saw where Professor X is Illuminati. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just one of those, yeah, it just, it almost felt a little cheap for me. And the Krasinski thing was like really cool to see him in uniform because I think he would make a great Reed Richards, but I really have a hard time believing that that's who they're actually casting for the Fantastic Four movie. I almost feel like that was one of those, like, we need to make up an Illuminati. What can we do? Hey, you think John Krasinski would come do a cameo? And of course he would. And I, I don't know. It just, it almost feels like, I, I don't know how old he actually is, but he looked really old in the movie. And I don't, I would really doubt they want to make him like an older Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, he even mentions that he has kids, which in the comics, like him and Sue Storm have kids later on. So like, well, and I feel like there was a line that Dr. Strange said afterwards, but I couldn't hear because there was people like clapping and cheering for like, fine. Yeah. I get it. I was clapping and cheering too. Yeah. Uh, when, when he showed up on screen, but I thought he said something a lot like, weren't you big in the seventies and like that? So, Oh, he, um, he, he made like a joke. He said something to the effect of like, did you get your costumes from the sixties or something like oh, that? that? Okay. So, yeah. so it's not that he existed in the past. It's not like fantastic. No. Four is going to be a set in the past kind of thing. It's, it's a costume is outdated. Got yeah. It. He's just making a joke about him. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, so like, I still refuse to believe that John Krasinski is going to be the MCU Richards. Um, but it Same. was, it was just cool to see him in the role because if they do cast him, I'll be happy. Um, uh, if they don't, Okay, but how are you going to cast John Krasinski as that and then not bring back Patrick Stewart as Professor X? And I don't think that's going to happen, so... I mean, I, I think it's an unfortunate reality, but I think they're going to have to just realize that, like, you know, Patrick Stewart's getting up there. He's a he's a nonagenarian, you know? He's, yeah. like, they, if they use him, they're not going to be able to use him for very long. I imagine they might bring James McAvoy before him. I would love James McAvoy to return, because I thought him and Michael Fassbender were just terrific in their yeah. roles. Yeah, I, I think um, we're probably going to get that before we get, like, that or Ian McKellen, because, like, yeah. unfortunately, they're just they're not going to be able to play these characters for very long. And also like they deserve a retirement. They've been in these movies for like, so, <laughs> you know, so, so like, it was cool to see Krasinski there. Uh, it was cool to see Maria Rambeau as Captain Carter uh, or not oh, as, yeah. uh, as Captain Marvel. It was cool yeah. to see um, um, uh, geez, the, the, the act Haley Atwell as uh, mm. Captain Carter. And um, Anson Mouse. And I don't care. I don't care and, about Black Bolt because no, I didn't see I, humans. Like, no, I, I didn't either. But like, it was crazy to me. They, they, committed to that awful show they made well like, they committed to it but they also like now can just say officially inhumans isn't canon because it could it took place in this other different multiverse as opposed yeah. to 616 like i think that's a good thing so, yeah sure so <laughs> so they could bring back black bolt like just our universe is black bolt you know um so yeah i, I, I yeah i i think uh yeah i i thought there was just uh some of it felt a little cheap for me. And again, like you introduce, uh, I know Chris was talking about it in our Slack channel that like, just felt like you bring on Haley Atwell just to kill her. And that was a little bit disappointing. It's like, but, but she got her moment to be a badass for a little bit. And it was cool to see her in action. And then you know, yeah. and there was the like, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody in our Slack chat is convinced that Krasinski is going to be in the fantastic four movie. Um, Definitely again, not. Again, I'm fine. If he is, uh, he would be a great Reed Richards. Great, um, and and hopefully that means that they also get Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those. Um, some of it felt a little cheap, and so this is again one of those things where it was cool to see these characters. It was really cool to see Wanda just immediately just destroy them, especially with Black Bolt. Like all he has to do is say one whisper from his mouth, like "What mouth?" Like, "Oh, let's go!" Yeah. So <laughs> his skull explodes. He, he like his yeah. head caves in on itself. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like it reminded me of Invincible. It was crazy. So so like it so like for every cool moment and for every there was almost like a oh okay, um, <laughs> which is kind of how I felt about most of the movies. So oh, that's um, unfortunate. That's, I know. So like that's my thoughts on like the illuminati stuff it, it felt like it was really cool to see but it almost felt a little cheap and i, I don't know i i wonder do you do we do you think that we'll actually see the illuminati in 616 and i i doubt I, it unless unless dr strange forms it 
because I, he saw it in another universe. Yeah, yeah, it's possible 10 years from now, but that is nowhere near where they are right now, I don't think. Well, that, yeah, but that's what I'm wondering. Is, does, does, Steven, does, does Stephen Strange start one with Reed Richards and... Uh, well, just their version of Professor X, and if they get the Inhumans in there, they I mean, they could hypothetically I mean, I'm trying use... to think of, like, currently established people. I mean, oh, I, I guess no. a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy they could do, you know. Um, um, nah, they, they, <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. They're like, imagine, like, Peter Quill sitting up there, just like... I mean, Gamora maybe. Tunes. Gamora okay. could be the one. But, Actually, you know what? Um, you're, you're right. Gamora would be a good one. Yeah, you're but right. But like it, people that fought in the the the, the Battle of New York, or no, not New York, what, yeah. whatever they call the Battle versus maybe Thanos, uh like Maybe like Valkyrie one. would work. Valkyrie, sure, could Tessa work. Tessa Thompson or, would work to represent the Asgardian side of things. Yeah, the, does Doctor Strange pick and choose from people that fought during that battle and form Illuminati? Really cool. Really cool. Um, I say, though, um, the sequence immediately after that whole Illuminati massacre of her going through the tunnels, mm-hmm. I think was probably the scariest scene in the movie for me because she's just blowing out those tunnels and her face is like covered in blood and her mm-hmm. eyes are red and there's that jump scare during that scene that like actually like got me because I I'm not expecting a jump scare in this movie and it just like it worked and I thought that like there there was that moment where I realized like she's like like it reminded me of like if Reagan from the Exorcist was like really like summoning all that demon power and just going ham so like I loved that aspect of it sure yeah I was uh I I really liked that sequence too you're right that's probably the most frightening um but yeah, some of the some of the other sequences that I alluded to earlier, like the that was Zombie Strange and uh, and and harnessing the power of the souls of the undead, like that was that was horrifying, like, yeah, scary and like viscerally engaging and awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, so and, and he gets deformed by the end of that movie, like Zombie Strange, like yeah, like I was surprised, like like and like almost half of his body was gone by the mm-hmm. end of that, like it was like I was looking around the theater going, there are kids here, like. <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> that's what it's i was like, thinking like this is this is a lot like I was, i'm proud of the movie don't get me wrong but like wow <laughs> so um so yeah like there was uh there was that my 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 favorite sequence um i have to talk about it is the 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 fight scene where they're throwing notes at each other oh, musical I, notes i wanted to mention the musical sequence it was so good it's the coolest thing um yeah. you, we- you know that like sam raimi just sat down with the directors like hey you want to write some battle music, like <laughs> literally people throwing notes at each other. And he's like, part of that was, yeah, Be- I do. Part of that was Beethoven. I think like I recognize some of it was, some of yeah. it was Beethoven. Yeah. And so like it- worth noting, Danny Elfman came back and I bet he had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was just, it was lots of, um, that's some of the creativity I'm talking about. Like, you know, like, like in the, in the comics, like he's turning things to snakes. Like there are weird demon dogs coming out of portals and like everything's like crazy. You know, there's giant, like in this movie, there's giant weird octopus, like space dimensional creatures just at the beginning. Like, and then once that's defeated, it's like, Oh, we defeated an octopus demon. Move on. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so doctor strangey. It's like, I, yeah. I, I love that about it. And they fight with musical notes in it. What more mm-hmm. could you want, people? This is <laughs> well, and good it, stuff. It, it, he's fighting a different version of himself in that one, and this is the prime example of like the the other strangers don't necessarily work because we really only interact with the the one who you know he is is with America in the beginning of, and then this right. the, this like dark dimension one. But it, it felt disconnected enough from the one that we see in um in what if like yeah it didn't feel like the same one but it felt yeah. like a very so, similar trajectory so much so that i was gonna ask is that the same one like is that what they're trying to say it is like i mean because hypothetically in a multiverse there could be a lot of dark stranges right it feels like it's the same setup but because they bring that doctor strange back to fight ultron in the finale like and he still like clings to good. I mean, but you could always say like, but after that he goes back and just lives in his dark universe, being possessed by the dark old. Like it just wrecks stuff again. Yeah. Like it, uh, it could be the same one. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was. Um. So if if they were trying to commute that, that was not con- well. well. Yeah, because like the one in the what if show was like throwing like octopus demons out of his hands mm-hmm. and was like doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like and this one like threw musical notes at him. Like. <laughs> right. So. Like I. I think either he's severely depowered because of the Darkhold's influence or it's not the same one. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was the same. Yeah. Uh, but again, like just his performance in that was like, I'm just the same one, but I'm less emotive and I've got a lower voice register. Like that was it. Yeah. Like I'm going to do a little bit less. I'm going to perform a little bit less. I'm going to speak a little lower. And that's it's all that. So that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. 
it wasn't distinctive enough. And part of that is, I mean, like the arts department did enough to like say, you know, to just to make me like always clear which, which strange it was and all that. But, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like the performances were all the same and, yeah, and the, the other dimension ones were just very stock, but they, they didn't really have much to do. Right. Uh, Cause they had very little screen time because both of them are killed. So, um, <laughs> it, was, it was a necessary, like for me, it was a necessary like aspect to like sacrifice because of the main theme and idea of the character. But like, I get why that could be a flaw. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you go into a movie expecting a lot of Dr. Strange's, you expect to see a lot of different weird act in Dr. Strange's and you get a lot of basically the one you've seen. So, mm-hmm. so like, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I just want to briefly mention that I saw this movie in IMAX and I wish it would have also been in, um, because I saw the first one in 3d awesome because as I was explaining to me, like beforehand, like that's when 3d was like no longer about stuff coming out of the screen, but it was more so about adding depth. And I just, it would have looked so good yeah. with, with that depth, uh, and on my IMAX screen. Um, all right, let's talk about Sam Raimi. Um, how, how did you feel like as him being the director of this? Oh man, I saw him all over it and I loved it. Every every weird like camera movement, every weird fade, all of it. I was like, there you are, Sam. Samuel. Every Bruce I'm... Lee, Bruce Campbell cameo. <laughs> yes. It, every time it happened, like like when Professor X is using his power and you go like straight into Wanda's eye, mm-hmm. you're like the weird like bit where uh, she will tell Edgy for Mordo is like giving exposition to Strange and all the, there's all the weird like black circle fades in and out of different shots and all that. I just so felt sam raimi like just flexing and being like i'm back everybody yeah <laughs> and it, so, in a, kind of in a similar way though some of it rubbed me wrong though like and i hate to be the downer on all the things you loved but like oh no it's all it, right some of it was just like he he would he would do something like that um but it felt like he's like i'm back to my old form to evil dead 2 and army of darkness and all that but it's like but it didn't necessarily feel like he had grown to like make like specifically editing a little bit better. Like, um, like it, it, it felt like he was just reverting back to his old ways, which is like cool because like we, I love evil dead Two and army of darkness, but like, but it was just like, but that was 40 years ago. Like, you know, you would think that you would have like fine tuned to these things a little bit because there was definitely some clunky moments. There was some really effective moments though, that were definitely Raimi's hands were all over. So again, kind of a mixed bag with everything, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm not going to say you were wrong just then, but I think I was probably, I, I was like admittedly probably just so like enamored with what I was seeing like directorially that I was just like, I'm here. Just give me all of it. I'm so, I'm so excited and happy to see all this right now. We we mentioned it during the, um, the podcast, uh, the last week's episode where we were previewing this. And I, I really loved Sam Raimi as a pick here. Um, but every part of me just thinks so badly. I want to see Scott Derrickson's version of this. Um, and I think it would be better. Um, it sounds like a great multiverse to live in, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I want to go to the multiverse <laughs> where everything is the same, except Scott Derrickson did his version of this. Uh, just because, I don't know, and maybe it's just my love for Scott Derrickson or, um, or, lots, or again, maybe his familiarity with characters and stuff. Because part of me wonders, like, how much Sam Raimi actually knows or if they were just like, hey, make a Doctor Strange horror movie and, well, and I here's mean, your script. Because, like, he's not a co-writer and Derrickson was a writer on... Mm-hmm. Uh, on the first Doctor Strange yeah. um, as I mean, well. So Sam Raimi's talked about his favorite comic book character of Spider-Man is second is Doctor Strange. So like he loves Doctor Strange. Well, and, yeah. And again, like that that's cool, but it just, it, it felt like, uh... <sighs> all right, <laughs> let's, let's finish up this before, uh, like, do you have any other thoughts to say about just like Raimi as your choice? Because like, mine is, he's, he's fine. He's good. He's, he feels like he's back in his groove, but every part of me still wishes Scott Derrickson was, was directing um, and writing. Yeah. Um, as much as I agree with you that I would have loved to see Scott Derrickson's version, um, I'm I'm just typically of the mind like the Sam Raimi one's the one we got. So the yeah. effective horror moments that we have, I really loved. I think that it, I think his what he brought to it and his specific brand really accentuated um, a lot of moments in ways that I think made it not only effective but distinct from a lot of Marvel movies that I think really made me just happy to see. Yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna just gonna chalk it up to just be one of those where it's like very similar to Edgar Wright Ant Man. Just to be like, I'm very happy with the product that we got, but I can only sit back and wonder and smile about like, Ant Man's one of my favorites. But I love Ant Man as well. But it's mostly because I can see Edgar Wright's work all over the screenplay and i'm just like if it would have just been him directing it like this might be the best mc but uh not a fan of ant-man and the wasp then 
it's fine. It's okay. I enjoy that um, one a lot, but yeah, you, the, the Edgar Wright influence from that first one does shine through. So, um, so again, part of my thing with saying about Raimi was, I don't know how interested he is in necessarily making this a fully connected world because um, it just felt like everything that was accomplished with WandaVision was completely destroyed for this movie. Like there was no, the character growth from WandaVision and that's a shame. It's WandaVision entirely character driven and character. And I like for, for specifically Wanda's character. And it just felt like, have we learned nothing? And, uh, and no, we haven't. And I, I guess I just tried to compartmentalize by saying, well, WandaVision is about her grieving vision. And this one is about her grieving, not her having kids. children. Yeah. And even though they're never real, which is explained lots of times and um you know and then and then there's the um there's also the power of the dark hold because she's the dark hold in the post credit scene and so yeah like it's it's not necessarily a uh you know it's a different kind of grieving and then there's the power of you know the corruption of the dark hold which sure could make you lose a lot of the, the growth of the character but it just felt like or maybe it just felt like Oh, for people that didn't see WandaVision, here's what Wanda's up to now, and here's how she feels about things. But yeah. it just felt like we just took her through this, and one and Elizabeth Olsen is terrific in WandaVision. It just felt like, all right, we're we're just doing the same again, except from the point of being a mom and corrupted by the Darkhold. And like, I loved it, especially the scene where America opens up the portal and she's just being ruthless in front of the kids, like to show her, like, you want to be a mom, but what about all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're it, literally it, murdering a bunch of people right now. Would your kids right. want to see that? <laughs> it was incredible, but it was like yeah. we learned. It, it just felt like have we learned nothing? And mm-hmm. um, it's going to be the thing that lingers the most. Partly because I like Wandavision so much. I like Wandavision more than I like this. Um, so that's fair. Yeah, I think we seem to have interpreted the ending of Wandavision very differently. Then, because when I when I finished Wandavision, I was like, oh, she's she's not she's not all right. Like so like. And then her getting the dark hold at the at the end of that credit scene, her being in this, I was wondering if like because they they allude to like kind of them fighting in the trailer, not fighting, fighting, but like just clashing mindsets. So I was it, it felt fairly natural to me, but I, I get if that's like it I didn't feel like it meant nothing to me. It felt like it's just kind of where it, the path to get here kind of thing. The way that I felt about uh, the ending of WandaVision was that she has finally come with acceptance of, um, like she had finally moved to that state. And, yeah. um, and, and then you know, and it was again, so vision centric and obviously there was a longing for, for what was there, but she had finally moved to the exception acceptance portion of grief, which of course means yes, there is still a lot more work to, yeah. but it just felt like they had completely destroyed that. And again, it's like, she, she doesn't accept that she doesn't end. Um, and it's like, just, just felt, yeah, just felt yeah, like de- you, yeah. deconstructive in, in her character growth. Cause I get that. She, Cause we had seen her move to acceptance and, and now she to acceptance again. I guess um, maybe we're just supposed to buy that. Like, because she keeps dreaming about it, it's like still haunting her in a way. So she's just like trying to like, because of the conceit I, of this movie that like a dream is another like alternate universe version of yourself. So I, I suppose that that's just like, I guess we're just supposed <laughs> to buy in it. Yeah, Wong has that really great line about like, so does that mean that that thing about me being chased by that clown naked? <laughs> like, while being naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, so like, yeah, I get it. Just like, I, I feel like the way that I'm supposed to be explained it is just that the Darkhold's power like is is yeah. is breaking down any growth that she's had and devolving her into, you know, and then she might have come to acceptance with Vision, but she has not yet dealt with yeah. uh, being a motherless person so far. And, um, so, yeah. so anyway, it, but it just it just felt like, oh, like I loved her performance and I loved just where they took her character in general. But it's like, but we just saw this like, yeah, um, it's just so. that, but harder, essentially. Yeah. So uh, my like, is, I'm really excited for Charlize Theron. Yeah, who, um, in case someone who's listening doesn't know and isn't a comic reader, do you, do you know who she's playing? I had to look it up. Yeah, she plays a a sorceress from the Dark Dimension named Clea, or Clea. I don't um, she is the niece of Dormammu, but also the understudy or just kind of general compatriot of Doctor Strange, almost to the point where they eventually get married and they are like heavily involved, those two characters. Cool. It's amazing that they don't like like they cast charlie's theron Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i was thinking like you get charlie's theron to play like the next iron man you know like she is like like obviously not the next iron man but like someone with that level of importance you know sure it's like but you got her for like 
this one side character in a Doctor Strange thing, not complaining. It's awesome. Yeah, but it feels like that sets up for whatever the next time we see Doctor Strange is, is going to be them too. And I have a hard time believing that's going to be a whole movie. Um, I, I feel like that would be more of an intro scene because like that's just the way the MCU has done stuff. But like now that they're together, like mm-hmm. then they can go on an adventure together and maybe maybe together they fight Mordo. Um, but yeah, I feel like cool. the opening opening scene would be them kind of resolving Multiverse of Madness to move forward with whatever Doctor Strange 3 is going to be or whatever project is really going to be Doctor Strange, kind of like this yeah. is one of the... Um, Precisely, like, yeah. So, uh, so, but, but yeah, it's great that she's in here, but I get the sense that, yeah, she's going to be around for a while. And I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is done being this character. Uh, I mean, it feels like we see him so much already, but that's because he's been in so many... Yeah. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near being done, especially because it just feels like when you want to tell stories about specifically this magic realm, um, there's so much ground to cover. There's so much that hasn't been covered. There's so much that they can do that they really can't do without Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is excited about. So, um, yeah, like there, I don't think there. Maybe we see him stop doing things with like team up stuff, but there's no way. Like, there's no way they only stop at three solo films. Like, yeah, I, I bet. Um, I bet we'll get like another movie probably sooner than we think of like one character a la Spider-Man going, Doctor Strange, help me. What's happening here? Because <laughs> that happens in the comics all the time. Well, there's yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and if it's a cameo, you know, he's the kind of person I think just be like, if I can make it work, I'll do a cameo. Right, right sure. like Ragnarok. Like in Ragnarok, he was yes. in for like five minutes, but he's great. He's a scene stealer in that movie. But I feel like, uh, yeah, and I feel like maybe we'll see him in the next Spider-Man just because I don't know how... Spider-Man moves forward, um, it, 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 unless it's completely from scratch or without Doctor Strange's help, I, or, or with Doctor Strange's help. I, I kind of hope they go completely from scratch on that one, but we'll it, see. Yeah, me, no, me too. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's just yeah, that's a good point. So I, um, I'm excited to see more of him. Um, I'm excited to see more of that and the magic stuff. I, I'm thrilled for what comes next, and I, I hope they keep going in, um, in a different route. I, I really don't see Sam Raimi coming back as director again. Same. Um, me, it almost feels like a nice, like, you know, you get a chance to make a Doctor Strange movie, you love it. But I, I, I have a hard time believing they would do another horror film. Yeah. Um, in, in, in this. I mean, maybe they want to do a horror X-Men, you know, like New Mutants should have been. And yeah. Sam Raimi <laughs> to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I have a hard time believing he'll be back for a Doctor Strange sequel. And then I have a hard time Scott Derrickson will be back as well. Um, I would love to see either of the two back, but I, I feel like realistically we'll see you know, a different, a different director take it on. Um, I was thinking maybe for the third one, maybe like the Daniels should try it. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. I thought that would be great. I think they'd really knock that one out of the park. That would be really incredible. Um, I I mean, I was thinking almost immediately of, um, I mean, maybe Robert Eggers. That would, that would be rough. I don't know. Depending on how they want to do it, but like just, he's going more mainstream than every movie seemingly. So, I mean, it's possible, but like, I I think he's, he's interested in like his own thing. He's like, he tried to yeah, do an no, Osferatu remake. He tried to do an Osferatu remake, and because Morbius did so horribly, they seem to have canceled it. <laughs> they just, yeah, it's it's one of those that once we can't know until we know the tone of the movie. So yeah, uh, but I have a hard time believing they'll go back in horror. Form. Yeah, <laughs> horror. <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see. And knowing Marvel, they'll probably cast a relatively unknock it out of the park because that's what happened with Scott Derrickson and on Watts and James Gunn. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, James Gunn. Uh, that's what happened. Their best best work. Scott Derrickson did Sinister. He he, he was yeah, cool but that, again, yeah. that wasn't like a big uh, yeah a big hit. Um, yeah, yeah, very. True. And I loved Sinister, but I didn't know that he made, I, I didn't recognize them when they right it, so. right precisely. But there's like, oh, he did Sinister. Cool, that movie. You great. didn't recognize John Watts' name from the critically acclaimed Clown. Mm. That's that's actually a fun yeah, movie. I'm me. not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Clown is a very fun movie, and and Cop Car is a fun movie as well. But <laughs> yeah. so I um yeah I, I'm I'm interested to see where things go. Um and I I hope we see Doctor Strange three sooner rather than later. Yeah, same. Uh, especially especially if they want to. I hope they make it a true sequel or a true Doctor Strange story, um, as opposed to try to make it, you know, a like introduction and, for the X Men or the Fantastic Four or something like that. Like, I would even be fine if Doctor Strange three is again, like I said, him setting up his version of Minati, and yeah. and essentially it's kind of like you know, kind of like you made the comparison of like X Force, like kind of like that X Force movie that was supposed to happen after mm-hmm. Deadpool. Yeah, uh, like if they made. Or if they make Doctor Strange 3 and then at the end of it is setting up Illuminati. 
then we get an Illuminati movie after that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I hope we get Doctor Strange three sooner rather than. Um, didn't didn't you? And, mention... and I hope it just feels like it's. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, but we need more just like Doctor Strange focused stuff because he's compelling enough on his own. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you did mention last week, or it might have been Rowan actually, that that um the they they've already like planned out the next ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean whatever they got they know what they're doing so. Yeah, and I. <laughs> Is there a character like Doctor Strange that they could just say, like, if Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't want to do it anymore in, let's say, five years? Like, is there another character that they could just, like, have them be the new... I mean, they set up America Chavez to start being a sorcerer at Comicage at the end of this one. I don't don't know that that's the route they want to go. They probably Um, won't end up going that route. She's... Wong feels more like a side character. Mordo's gone. Like... Clea? I, I don't... I mean, maybe, I don't know. We don't know her yet. Um, Charlize Theron wants to stay as well, which might be a thing. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Cumberbatch doesn't want to go, but I'm like, is there, is there another character that could lead this mystical element? I mean, in the nineties, a lot of the mutant X-Men stuff were blatantly magic related. Like Anya Taylor-Joy literally plays a character called magic in the new mutants. So, I mean, maybe they could bring one of those characters in, but like no one is like, I just didn't know if there was another Sorcerer Supreme or maybe, maybe they could Doctor Who it where they just like have him be the same character just portrayed by a different person where he just like, yeah, he like into a different form. He regenerates with a bunch of like weird, like gold pixie dust coming out of his neck and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure Stephen Strange is the only like type of that character to get a lot. Yeah. Clea after Doctor Strange's death does become Sorcerer Supreme in the comics, but like I don't think they're going to do that because Ben, because as you mentioned, Benedict Cumberbatch wants to stay. If, so. if they did, it would be temporary. But yeah, I'm just curious, yeah. like to see, like does this does this like portion of the MCU die when when Benedict Cumberbatch is too busy or doesn't want to? Well, I mean, um, but again, I wonder they could they could probably do that like regeneration spell and, yeah. and just take form of a different actor. Yeah, you know, they could they could Colin Farrell Johnny Depp him from crimes from a uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean. There's the villain Enchantress, I guess, who is both a DC and Marvel character. I don't know, man. There's (laughs) there's so many characters. I'm just curious because you're a Doctor Strange comic reader, so yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of like characters, but none that like are even like halfway close to like Doctor Strange levels of name recognition, iconography, like stories, like. Doctor well, Strange you gotta, is the one. And you got to think that they signed Cumberbatch to a massive, I mean, Marvel is known for this stuff, like eight or 11 movie contracts. Like I think Sebastian Stan was signed to like a movie contract or 18. Wow. It was something <laughs> ridiculous. Maybe it was like 13. I don't know. It was like massive. Yeah. Because they're like Sebastian Stan and you're going to be a star someday and let's lock you up. And but he's been in a ton. So you know, yeah. if you think Doctor Strange has been in, um, and I don't know if Infinity War and Endgame count as one or two, but. Um, I think they were counted as two. I think it depends on how the size of your role. Like Robert yeah. Downey Jr., that was two, but I don't know. Like Doctor Strange is kind of in one total. Yeah, um, he's he's in game for in... like five minutes. Yeah. Well, and even Infinity War, he's in one third of the story. Like That's so. True. Um, so I don't know, like, you know, but if he's been in Dr. Strange and infinity war and, and no way Ragnarok, I mean, Ragnarok was a cameo, yeah. um, you know, like, and then this multiverse of madness, like that's five, five full projects. Like, yeah, you know, I wonder what his contract is. I mean, that's presumably not less than eight. Um, I would guess closer. We also um, have, we also typically hear news of this, like Chris Hemsworth almost is done with his contract. Like, you know, is he going to be Thor again? Like I remember around age of Ultron, we were hearing that. Yeah. And, and so, like, I imagine, like, some little blips would have gotten out here, but we haven't heard anything about that. Well, Benny and I think, they, I think they extended his contract after the success of Ragnarok, and they were like, all right, let's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is revitalization of his characters, so... Because both um, him and Hiddleston are like, I'll play these characters till we die. Right. Which is and, nice that the MCU cast people like that. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, definitely if Benedict Cumberbatch was a little bit less in <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, they want to make another season of Sherlock, and, you know, he likes doing Do that, like, yes. Yeah, um, oh. <laughs> it's pretty much just whenever him and Martin Freeman because like, they're both in the MCU too much. Uh, yeah, so like that kind of. Um, and I, I was also curious to. I, I was really hoping that one of the end credit scenes was going to um, kind of exp- be kind of another tease for the post credit scene of uh, Shang Chi, where where Wong comes over to him and asks for help. Like I was hoping we would get like a. a a tease of what that is supposed to look like. Um, mm. You know, Wong and, uh, and Shang-Chi doing something together, or at least here's the threat and I'm going to go, I've got a guy, I'm going to go grab him or I've got a guy that we monitor. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I wish that would have, 
that would have happened. Or I was wondering at the beginning Battle of Kamertage if if that was going to be um, if 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 Shang Chi was going to show up there. You know, that was what Wong was grabbing. Like, I need you yeah. to come help defend this place. So I thought um, it was going to be a Black Panther tease of some kind. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised there's not one, but I mean, we did get the and we you know, we do have Thor as the next big project. Yeah. Um. I. I. Yeah. You know, we'll see a trailer by the time that. We start. Oh yeah. Because they they um, seem to like really be holding it close to their chest these days, seemingly. Yeah, and I'm and I'm cool with that. And again, Doctor Strange and Black Panther don't don't cross over too much, but yeah, I uh, I want to know. Yeah, I, I thought they would have been a tease for that because I mean, Shang Chi Shang Chi two is announced. I imagine they want to make that sooner rather than later. So you know what a, what a perfect way to set it up is when you have two characters together, yep. and they would have probably been filming relatively similar times, or at least probably. Like, you know, as one was wrapping, was Doctor Strange was delayed because Spider Man pushed up. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excitement, cool. well, excitement level ten thousand for Thor. Well, I'm glad that you're here to to love on this movie. Like I said, I really wanted to love it. I just gonna land like low side of like. I, um, I I kind of get it. I mean, yeah, it, it's one of the more like I don't know. I I I fail to use the word risky, but do you know what I mean? It's it has like it's a lot more like just upfront with what it is and very like unapologetically kind of its own way. It feels like one of those movies that has to pay off in some way in the future for me to appreciate it more. Kind of like, um, like I don't know how I'll feel about this movie until its sequel is out, or until we see Doctor Three more times, or Wanda again. Like, because yeah. I don't, I don't believe Wanda's dead. There's um, no way she's dead. <laughs> Not so, a way in hell. So I, so I'm just curious. Like, like there's, I'm curious to see um just that 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 kind of stuff to me. yeah just I, I i feel like i don't know how i feel about this movie until i know what this right. movie has done to set up for the future what, what place does this have yeah i mean yeah does it does it just serve to resolve wandavision that didn't really need resolving uh and did it right. serve to introduce the multiverse which wasn't needed because of spider-man you know did it serve to just give us a horror movie um, did it serve to tease or to introduce Reed Richard fantastic like or the Illuminati like what what is this or to or America Chavez like what's what's this movie's purpose and until I see it fit into the larger project I uh, it's hard for me to to really rally behind but I but I liked it yeah I did want to mention that I think there is like a direct tease of seeing Wanda again because that statue in that like big building at the end it does mm-hmm. look like her and yeah. it's implied that like she's been there before or something so I'm pretty sure that like there'll be some movie where she's like way back in time or something or that she alters reality in some way to make that happen. So, I mean, I think it could also just be like one of those like prophecy things. Like they know that this person will come here wielding, you know, wielding the the Scarlet Witch and the power of the Dark Old. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, we're not done seeing Wanda, you know, especially like, especially since White Vision is out there somewhere. So. Yeah, I was surprised when I got no mention of him in this because like White Vision's somewhere out there, and like I bet she I cares about that. I wasn't surprised. I mean, maybe a post credit tease, but since since the post credits on the but yeah and it feels like it feels like wandavision would have been the better exit if this is really the end of wanda's character just um that would have been the better like character send off uh you know, but I, I i have a hard time believing that that either marvel or i th- yeah people love her as well like people will go and see her so like they'll use her yep. again me too i will go see her. yep she's great <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for sticking around, talking all things Doctor Strange and the, in the multiverse of madness. With um, absolutely, yeah. And uh, let us know what you think uh, of replying to Twitter or message DMing me on Twitter or uh, just whatever uh, communication method you use. Uh, let us know your thoughts, uh, what you disagreed with, what we're missing, what uh, what we helped you see. Would love to hear your thoughts, and uh, uh, we'll catch you back next time. I know Top Gun Maverick is on bonus for this month um, i don't know that there will be another one until then and that will be on patreon. cool cool uh, get on that patreon everyone whoop whoop